Are you injured in a car crash, slip and fall, or on the job? You need a law firm that's big enough to challenge the largest insurance companies and corporations? Morgan and Morgan has nearly 500 attorneys throughout the country, and they've recovered billions of dollars for clients like you. Get America's largest personal injury law firm to fight for you with no upfront costs, and it's free unless they win. Visit ForThePeople.com. Cause a pretty face got the best of me. <laughs> Suddenly, you came into my life and gave it meaning and pure delight. Now, good looks I've learned to do without. Cause now I know it's love that really counts. Beauty's only skin deep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. David Ruffin. Beauty's only skin deep. Oh, oh yeah. Now you speak. Your All right, words. verse two. <laughs> Warm and sincere. Yes. And let me know that your love is near. A pretty face you may not possess. But what I like about you is your tenderness. That was really fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> David Ruffman was the king of all problematic lyrics. It really was. That being said, though, I've always felt like Dustin would play the hell out of a David Nigga. Ruffin role. What? I mean, wouldn't he play it? I mean, can't you Doubt. just see it? Don't y'all just see the wig? I mean, I mean, that nigga will wear that thing out. Do you hear me? I would love to see Dustin. That's going to be a mood. Um... I oh would I would pay cash money over and over again to see Dustin play David Ruffin. I would pay big dollars <laughs> to see Dustin play David Ruffin. Woo, yes, indeed. Nobody Praise the Lord, see you, Otis. Ain't Praise no the Lord, niggas. See you. <laughs> Welcome back to getting grown with Jade and Kia. I'm Kia. I'm Jade, and we're back to talk about the scam that is adulting. The good, the bad, the ugly, the test, the trials, the twists, the turns, the temptations, and the taxes of being a real live adult in the year of our Lord, 2019. Yes. How Amen. are you, sis? You know, we are here, and we are we have made it through yet another week, Ooh. and we don't have any complaints outside of that. You know what I'm saying? We just, we just grateful. We're just grateful. Um, the pollen is trying to take me out, but, you know, me and 52 million other Americans... Are suffering. That's it. Amen. It, it is a thing. Well, How yes, I have no complaints. I am here and I'm breathing and I'm grateful for that and I'm healthy and I won't complain outside of the petty peeves this week. Uh, my petty peeve is going to be one for the books. You guys hold on. Okay. I'm just letting you know right now there is a there is a message burning down on the inside of my heart. And I am ready. Say I'm ready. I almost want to do it right now, but we'll wait. We tell because we have lots of trash and lots of graduation Ooh, announcements. Jesus. Jesus. Diamante Christ, I'm ready. <laughs> Diamante. Uh, so, uh, you want to go ahead and get on into this so we can get to it, get to it with the get to it. And let's get into this trash. I have it. Starting off with big trash. 
Oh, God. Governor John Bell Edwards signed Louisiana's heartbeat abortion ban ban into law, which (sighs) makes Louisiana the fifth state behind Mississippi, Kentucky, Ohio and Georgia um, to sign to sign the to sign the bill. This is all out. This is an all out attack. It is. It is at this point, you know, and I know there are varying opinions on the matter. I personally, I can't, I can't with it because you are taking people's choices away from them. You know what I'm saying? And I know people feel ways about people's choices, but your body is your body. And what you choose to do with your body is your business. Um, Netflix is also talking about boycotting Georgia for the bill because, you know, they do a lot of filming in Georgia. Oh. So uh, not Netflix in Georgia, but there's a lot of filming in Georgia in general. So Netflix mm-hmm. is, is being very open and speaking about talking about boycotting Georgia and filming in Georgia because of this bill. And I respect it. Same. Did you see Madonna's daughter? Um, I did. <laughs> I did. I did observe that. I, I was <laughs> in James I wasn't, Brown's wig. <laughs> I wasn't exactly sure how to feel about it. Uh, but it is something that came across my phone. And I was like, <laughs> okay, all right. I saw that and that's what I saw. You know, <laughs> you know, <laughs> I just, I'm going to reserve all of my opinions and my Mm-mm. thoughts. Because we don't talk about people's kids. We I don't, mean, that's, but, that's the rule. but, but, oh God, why? Do you have this beautiful brown baby in this James Brown wig? Like, why? I wanted to throw a coat over her. Why? Mm-hmm. After she sashayed so wonderfully. I just, I, I need you all to just seek out the advice and the help of your black friends. If you so choose to raise a black baby, don't take it upon yourself to do <laughs> disrespectful things. Like, put this child in a little Richard wig. Like, that's not okay. I just, <laughs> I felt ways about that. <laughs> and I mean, I'm, res- I'm reserving everything else, but I just, you can't, okay. don't put those wigs on those babies. Stop doing that. I don't, I just, it's, it's just wholly unnecessary. It really is. I feel like there's not even a proper hair care going on underneath. You know, I'm sure the, the straight backs are not moisturized. You just slap this. I think this. one of the, <laughs> one of the accounts I follow, I don't remember if it was like professional black girl or I don't know, one of the black women accounts that I follow. I posted um, a video about a black woman who has like a LLC where she teaches white parents how to do their black kids hair. Sounds like doing the work to me. And I was like, talk about addressing a need. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, that's how like that right there is the optimal business model. And you want to be a solution. Okay. That's, that's how it. you that's how you uh really build a brand out that's, here. That's it. What that's problem it. are you solving? And I was like, this lady right here nailed it. Okay. That sounds like charity, my man. Like <laughs> I said, she's out here doing the Lord's work. And I fully like, is there some way that we can support her? I endorse because I we can't stop it board. from happening. So we gotta make sure it's done properly. <laughs> like that's right. That's right. Step number one, wash your baby's hair in the kitchen sink. (laughs) Oh my gosh. I mean, I just feel like there is definitely 
just a lack of education around, mm-hmm. around what it is that is necessary in caring for our hair as it grows out of our heads. Amen. Just our, you know, black bodies. So <laughs> <laughs> I just, I just, just seek the help of your black friends. Go hit up this beautiful sister doing this godly work. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And go get, go get your life. Madonna, oh, Charlize Theron, like oh, all of y'all. Jesus, all Lord of y'all. Mercy. Angelina um, Jolie. Angelina Jolie. Okay. <laughs> All of y'all. <laughs> Help us today. Okay. All my women in the whole wide oh world. God. So, oh man. R. Kelly has been charged with 11 felony counts of additional sexual crimes. Well, God has spoken. Let, let me let tell the you church something. say amen. Let it flood. Okay. <laughs> he said, we are going to bring this nigga to his toes and I cannot wait for it. I cannot wait for it. And I'm going to make sure that it happens bigly. So well, we just, we see what, what is happening. And we're grateful. That's what's happening. <laughs> we're grateful. All right. Let's get Jason it Mitchell. You know, I think we talked about Jason Mitchell. That's He's, the young man from the shy. That's the young man from the shy. Easy E. Mm-hmm. All of that. His MTV movie and TV nomination was pulled due to his well, his misconduct allegations. Well, Pisha Jenkins. Well, <laughs> well, Pisha Jenkins. I think that there you have it. And there it is. Because Monique said when you do clownery. Okay. The clown comes back to bite. And I'll teach you to keep your hands to yourself. Keep your grimy, filthy, disgusting, misbegotten hands off of other people. That's what that means. Hands, okay? opinions, thoughts. Listen, that part. Whatever all wishes. That. Nigga, keep That's that it. shit to yourself. Have a wet dream about me, but don't tell me about it. I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear nothing about it. Nigga, you better act like I'm your sister when you see me. Do you hear me? And not the kind from Kentucky. Um, don't do Kentucky like that. I know. The well, whole you know, state. No, well, you know, they they know what I'm talking about when I say Kentucky. I don't mean the fried chicken. So, so yeah, I mean, you know, when you when you do bullshit, like it comes back, come it comes out spicy. Like when you eat hot shit, it comes out spicy. So you gotta, you you have to, you have to watch yourself. And he clearly did not, and now he is. And I know a lot of people are holding Lena responsible. I don't really know the ins and outs of all of that. you know, they are getting him out of here now. Uh, so I'm not really sure to the severity of how the situation was handled uh, when when things first surfaced, I guess, amongst their their camp. But people are at Lena's neck right now. Oh, boy. Um, Sammy, weird, weird to say his name, is doing good deeds out here. Who? Um, uh, I like the really? way you look. Yeah, apparently he's touring. Really? Yeah. And singing and singing songs. Yeah, I'm seeing he has other yes. songs? I assume because there are people who want to see his show, such as this single mother who okay. traded him and said, I want to go to the evolution tour, but I don't have the ducats because I'm a single mother, blah, 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 blah. So Sammy tweeted her back and was like, Find you a sitter, I got your ticket. Well, what the, isn't that nice? I just thought that was just pleasant. <laughs> isn't that nice? I thought that was just pleasant. Really did. So I thought that was worthy of sharing. Um, Arnav Gupta. Okay. Set himself on fire outside the White House. I heard that, you know, 
I came across my Daily Mail, mm-hmm. I think as I was doing my makeup this morning. Yeah. And I said, okay. Like, yeah. I didn't... I saw the video. And, and he's passed, like, right? They said he yeah, passed he away? Passed. Um, he passed. And now they're saying there are reports allegedly that he was on K2 or some sort of hallucinogen. Sweet. But, Holy God. You know, I don't really trust... You know, when they report things about people, you know what I'm saying? I'm not saying that you need to light yourself on fire and run across the White House lawn. I am by no means advocating for that. You know what I'm saying? But, you know, we have a terrorist in office and I understand people being like, I have had enough. (laughs) So that is quite um, a bit. I don't trust. I don't trust when they say that people were some people are just sick and tired and fed up. Um, 50 Cent. Okay. 50 Cent is being a bully per usual. Um, this is not about Tierra Marie, although he is still bullying her, and I guess they're still dealing with their court stuff. But now he's saying that Rotimi, which is Dre from Power, do you watch Power? I don't watch the Power. It is the Black Game of Thrones. Um, and I saw, wasn't 50, 50 had, was on the shade room talking shit about, about Game of Thrones. Was he? Well, I didn't see that. But He's all just I, childish. Roti, he is now saying Rotimi owes him $300,000. Now. Everybody owes 50 everything. I don't understand. Like, what what can we do to kind of just get him paid up? Can somebody said, pay him off? The only person if, who paid him off allegedly is um Jamie. Uh, I'm sorry. Omari Hardwick. Ugh, I mean, girl, <laughs> he's always mad. And I don't understand always. how you are this wealthy and this mad at the same time. He does not have enough to do. I am, I am, and so I can't figure out if this is a publicity stunt or if this is really him being, because the thing about 50 is he is a bully and a troll. So there is so some people are saying that because what he's doing is he's posting Rotimi on his page and he's posting like images of his new single. But then he's saying like this nigga owes me three hundred thousand dollars and I better get paid by Monday. <laughs> so I mean, that's what? What I'm like, sir, listen, just do me a favor. Therapy. Everybody do me a favor and don't borrow one more dime from Y'all. 50 Cent. Go to a bank. Call you your better pastor. With a loan shark. Call Oprah, call somebody else, call anybody else, but don't nobody ask, listen, don't nobody ask 50 for nothing else, okay? All of you, just don't, don't even accept, if he offers, just tell him no thank you and move along. Because, I mean, it's just not worth it at this point. It's really not. Because this nigga is going to absolutely humiliate you. angry. And I just can't do nothing but pray for him. I don't understand how this man can be this wealthy and this upset. There's so many, when so many of us, so many of us are trying to keep, get these student loans paid and every, everything else. We got bills. We're trying to keep ourselves alive and 50 over here mad. Mad all the time. He don't even like his own kid. sick of it. Like sick of it, 50 girl. Whatever. I just, what, we're going to have to pray. I don't know what it is we're going to do. That's why he plays Kanan so well, because he's playing himself. The nigga killed his son in power and the nigga don't like his son in real life. I don't know anything about the How show. How do you have beef with them? Uh, Tierra Marie, queen Everybody. of the of the of the shoulderless blazers. I don't. 
I don't, a shoulderless blazer. Yeah, she's got these. Um, I call them jazzy shoulder blazers. They're like, oh my they're what are those cold shoulder, cold shoulder blazers? Like she came out with that line of blazers with the wings, cold shoulder, <laughs> everything. Same. That's why me because me it and XD nothing, call them jazzy shoulders. They're just like I hate a cold shoulder blouse, <laughs> I can't girl. Stand it. Because which one is it? I can't stand it. What warrants like, a sleeve? Is it a turtleneck or is it right. a tank top? Like what warrants a <laughs> sleeve but not a shoulder? What kind of weather situation might that be? And what and people wear them like to brunch. I'm like, so I what do your shoulders look like when under you take off your top? Stand. <laughs> I'm baffled by I'm the sure whole there are cold concept. shoulder listeners of the show. And by and I apologize. I know y'all are gonna be upset, but I'm just here to tell you that I just I don't them. see it as a functional piece of clothing. <laughs> At all. It's just not. It's like it's like those just girls dumb. who wear open-toed shoes in the in the snow. Oh my God! Oh, you mean and the girls women? who wear pumps, <laughs> and the girls who wear pumps with sweatsuits. I understand that that's the oh, thing these I days. Don't the girls who look. are wearing full-on swishy sweats, like Whitney sung the Star Spangled Banner biker in biker shorts with the with, with, the, with the scrunchy pump. socks and the pump. Girl, I'm, I'm just like, help me, help me. If y'all don't me. give eighty six back and get the fuck out of here, make it make sense. <laughs> you can't make it make it sense. Doesn't. You can't. Okay. Lastly. Mm, thank God. Regina Hall is oh, hey, showing girl. what a classy black woman she continues to be because she oh. refused to tell a Whitney Houston drug joke on the series she's on Black Monday. I'm not mad at that. Because we was, will never, ever disrespect my auntie Nippy. No, we're not, okay? we not disrespecting Nippy. No, ma'am. No, ma'am. We were upset when Pusha T came out with that disrespectful cover art. Agreed. You know what I'm saying? I felt guilty that it. The album actually was really good. I, you know, I felt very guilty about that. But I don't. We're not going to tell. We're not going to tell nippy drug jokes. And I respect Regina for taking her stance on that. She was in the writers' room. She was reading the script, and you know, oh, you're fine. You all right? You all right over there? I'm sorry, y'all. Momentary pause. My sis is having a moment. I'll give you some hold music. And she bite. Ooh, a hug. She can't hear anything I'm saying, by the way. I'm literally talking to y'all. Kia is over here just trying to re get her life in order again. She's just get gathering herself. I was just <laughs> offering some commentary. <laughs> My whole setup just like fell apart. It was, I noticed. I gave the people a play by play. It's no problem. Thank you. I got off. The, I, like my blanket fell down. Almost took all, it was just, it was a disaster, but I'm alive. Thank you for your understanding. We're grateful. This, this, this show, this is like reality <laughs> podcasting. It is. You see, you see all of the, Woo, one day one it's adulting gonna, it's what it is it is like sometimes things just fall apart like right now <laughs> Yo. it's okay me and we're Santana gonna... were shopping for Bacosa and mm-hmm. so I don't know how I ended up like I'm talking to her we're walking out the door and I forgot that the restaurant supply we go to has this very odd huge step when out of the door when you're leaving I busted my ass like <laughs> 
I, I love it. I fell very slowly backwards and Santana was like, oh my God, the horror on your face. Because I was like, because. When you get a, to a certain age and you fall, it's just so traumatic because you're like, I'm falling right I now fall, and there and is I, nothing, nothing that can, can be do done. About it. I mean, this is actually happening and I can do nothing about it. Yo. And I'm not going to be able to play this off and get up quickly. I'm oh, going to have to just take I laid in. on my back like a turtle for a smooth 35 <laughs> seconds. You got to make, and you got to make all the noises when you I fall. Just, like, oh, like, oh, 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 God. Like, you got to do all that. <laughs> if you don't do that, then you're not falling right. You're not falling right. Age. You know, there's a way you got to, especially after 30, like after 30, round 30, 32, 33, you start falling different in your life. Let me tell I fell slow. <laughs> I fell. Oh, oh God. <laughs> I felt, it was very dramatic and movie effect. Like, it was like, I fell very slow. My face was horrific. And I knew that there was literally nothing I could do about it. And there was nowhere I could go, but down gravity had taken control. So, yes, we, that is it. That's the trash for today. Woo, what a time. <laughs> What a time. Let's get to these lengthy graduation announcements. So the great people at Away sent uh, a bag for me to try because I'll be traveling or whatever. And I went ahead and got the bigger carry-on. Um, and I took it on my trip just this week I was talking about. Um, and I love the bag. It's, you know, spacious. It's got all these amazing pockets. Of course, the charger comes in handy. And it's really easy to carry. It's got those spinner wheels. It's lightweight. It's easy to pick up and transport. It's really a dope bag as someone who's in and out of the airport all the time. I'm absolutely grateful for it. It's sleek. It's It's pretty. Um, and they have great colors um, and the size range is really, really useful if you travel a lot like me and sometimes need a bigger bag, sometimes need a smaller bag. I vote away all day. Choose from nine colors and four sizes. The carry-on, the bigger carry-on, both of which are complying with all major U.S. airlines, the medium or the large. All suitcases are made with premium German polycarbonate which is lightweight and unrivaled in strength and impact resistance and the 360-degree spinner wheels guarantee a smooth ride. Best of all, both sizes of the carry-on are able to change, charge anything that's powered by a USB cord. And thanks to their lifetime warranty, if anything breaks away, we'll fix or replace it. Try it for 100 days, or, and if any point you decide it's not for you, return it for a full refund. No questions asked. For $20 off your suitcase, go ahead and visit awaytravel.com forward slash grown and use the promo code grown during checkout. That's awaytravel.com slash grown and use the promo code grown for $20 off a suitcase. Just make sure you write your name on it, okay, sis? Because the people will take it. <laughs> My sister's popping right now, Lara. All right, all right, all right. It's time for these graduation announcements. The most wonderful time of the year. Okay. Wee, 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 wee. Um, <laughs> I'm so excited. I'm going to get right to it, though. Uh, the first graduation announcement comes from Brooke. What's the matter? Oh, nothing. Oh, you made a noise like something had. Okay. Brooke writes, hello, Jade and Kia. Love and appreciate you both for all you do. I want to give a shout out to my little ladybug, Miss Autumn Sierra, who will be graduating from pre-kindergarten on June 14th. From his little lamb child of care. Yes, his little lamb. 
This is a very special time for us as my little lady was diagnosed with ulcerative colitis in October of 2018. And that road to a diagnosis involved three week long stays in the hospital, multiple blood transfusions, a specialized diet and daily and monthly medication to keep her symptoms dormant. The first time I saw her graduation picture, which she's attached Oh my God, my whole heart. I admit, listen, that's why I, I made that noise. She said, <laughs> I immediately started crying because her journey to this point has been long, a long and tear filled one. But I'm always reminded that God has the ultimate final say and last laugh. And she has not been hospitalized in over two months now. Glory. We've been through so much as a family emotionally, but we are ready to celebrate her accomplishments. Thanks again for making this time to show my family some love. Uh, sincerely, Brooke, Ladybug's mommy. Oh, Brooke, y'all, girl. First of all, Little Miss Autumn Sierra is the most precious thing I think I've ever seen in all of my days. Is Um, and what a little fighter out here, uh, just battling this uh, condition, and and still, you know, getting her things from her pre kindergarten class at Little Lamb Child Care Center. I'm excited. Brooke, love it so much. Can I just? I have to talk to Brooke real quick, sis. I know we don't usually do this. But I feel a special tie to you because when I was pregnant, I saw a ladybug in my living room. I randomly just tweeted, I saw a ladybug. And my homegirl hit me and said, bitch, you're pregnant. And I was like, Shariel. And I was like, no, I'm not. And then a week later, yes, I was. (laughs) (laughs) And also, um, so much love and, and support to you, you know, with everything that you're dealing with, with with Autumn's health. Um, I have not gone to this extent, but Noah did have to have surgery at seven months. And that was one of the scariest things I think that we've had to deal with. You know, just knowing that your child, there's nothing you can do. That lack of control can drive you crazy. And so I super applaud you for taking this time to celebrate her and celebrate you for being an awesome mother and just being a support system to her. And just so, so much love to you and your family. Okay. Agreed. Our next one comes from Kelly. She says, praise the Lord, all ye niggas. God is good. My name is Kelly and I'm shouting out my little cousin, Kelsey. She received her bachelor's degree in education from the University of Texas. Hey, go UT, San Marcos and graduated summa cum laude. Thank you, Lordy. I'm so proud of her as she's growing into a godly young woman. I wish I was as well put together at 23 as she is. Since losing her mother in 2016, she's been a great example to her younger sisters, cousins, church, and community. I can't wait to see God work the plans in her life. I love y'all, my sisters in spirit, and thank you for walking with me in this scam called adulthood. Be blessed. Thank you, Kelly, and shout out to you, Kelsey. Congratulations. Amazing news. Congratulations. Um, The next email comes from Jamila, who writes, Hey, ladies, I have to shout out my big brother for graduating This past Sunday from the world's greatest business school, Wharton in Philly, he is currently taking some additional classes in Singapore and has secured a position at a firm in New York. He is an alum of Fisk University. Shout out to HBCUs. Anyway, I'm so proud of my brother for beating so many statistics and being a picture of black excellence for so many. He's an Ivy League grad. For those of you who don't know, Wharton Business School is at University of Pennsylvania. Mm -hmm. Um, and you know, Big Brother is out here, honey. Get this, got this business degree. Come on, and and got a position at a firm, and is taking classes in Singapore. You better be worldly. Oh, yeah. 
international. Okay. Come on. Come on. Um, All right. Camila didn't oh. give her brother's name, but shout out to you, brother. Shout out <laughs> to you, hermano. <laughs> hey, Jade and Kia. My name is Sierra, and I want to say that I've been listening to you both for a while because my best friend, Eunice, Ooh, I know she's black. Put me on. <laughs> Big ups to you, niece. Big ups. I look forward to listening to you both every week because you're both so relatable and the topics you bring up each week really sit with my spirit and help me grow as an emerging adult. I just turned 24 in March and Wu Chile have started to navigate my adulthood with your help. Aw. On May 29th, I will be graduating from the Silverman School of Social Work at Hunter College with my Master yes. of Social Work degree. Come on. And I haven't gotten my grades yet, but I hope to graduate with honors. That's I went it. into my program straight out of undergrad, so I didn't take a break. But the last two years as a full time student have really tested my faith in myself. She goes to talk on about the struggle of um, of dealing with that while she was in her support system as a black woman getting through school. Uh, but I'll be providing therapy to families who have experienced domestic violence and running support groups which is the field i've been working in since undergrad it's the position of my dreams to start my career so i'm very excited and proud of myself being born raised and still living in the bronx hey i rep my borough hard because it helped me grow into the woman i am today bx all day last i really want to thank you both for being with me on this journey i love you both so much and i hope to catch a live show one day but until then i'll be listening to you both to help us navigate the scam that is adulting that's it that comes from Sierra. Thank you, Sierra, and congratulations. Many congratulations. You did that, sis. BX. Um, the next email reads, Hello, Jaden Kia. My name is Caitlin, and I'm writing to first say that I love y'all and the podcast so much. We love you too, sis. I yes. want to shout out myself for graduating May 18th from the University of Houston downtown with my Bachelor of Business Administration in Accounting. I completed my degree while working full-time and going to school full-time. I'm a first-generation graduate, and my baby brother is graduating high school on May the 30th. Part of my reason for going back and finishing, um, she said her 10-year high school reunion is next month, is to show him that he, too, can do anything he puts his mind to. Congratulations to all the spring 2019 grads. Yes. Dope, dope, dope. 10 years. Wow. Mine is about to be 20. Okay. Hello. Okay. <laughs> Very disgusted. <laughs> hey, hey, Jade and Dr. Kia. That's oh right. God. She said, yes, I agree with Jade on speaking that title. Y'all better troll with me and look big my sister up. Just look at you. Woo. Okay. This is a long email. So let <laughs> us condense. Oh, it's actually not that bad. My name is Kenya Janelle Andrew. Come on, all three names. And I will be graduating on May 31st with my Bachelor of Fine Arts in Film and Television with a minor in Performing Arts from the Savannah College of Art and Design. Over the four years at SCAD, I became the president of the Women's Empowerment Club. Our club provides a safe space for women and their male and non-binary allies to discuss and learn about issues that affect women around the world. Yes, do the work. I'm so proud of how yeah. far this club has come, and I'm so excited to pass the torch to the 2019-2020 um, officer board. Go kick ass. I was also the creator and co-host of my very own podcast called A Feminist Take. Uh, okay. That is a feminist, a feminist Take underscore pod. Uh, we believe that women are affected by all parts of the world around us. So why can't every issue be a woman's issue? Hence our slogan. Yes, women's issues are human issues. We break down and discuss all matters and impact women, not just the ones we've been assigned uh, through the intersectional nuance lens of feminism. Over the course of our first three seasons, we managed to accrue a substantial number of listeners, 52% of which listen from outside the U.S. Come on, international. So 
I also want to shout out my little brother, Benjamin Anthony Andrew, who's graduating from Briarwoods High School. Yes, a PWI and on his way to study IT at a school he hasn't decided on yet. I'm so proud of all your accomplishments and the strength you have to keep going. Also, shout out to my baby sister, Naya Olivia Andrew, for graduating fifth grade and moving to middle school. You're going to do great things, sis. So proud of all of us. And thank you guys for being, as Jade said, black and happy. Hey, (laughs) so that comes from Kenya. Congratulations, Kenya and Benjamin and Naya. Very cute. The next email comes from Michelle. Michelle writes, uh, hey, Jade and Kia. I want to take this time to shout out someone very special to me on May 10th, 2019. Dr. Tiara Belcher. Uh, will be walking across the ODU stage to collect her things, a PhD in education with a focus in counselor education. Yes. She defended on April 9th, and as of the time of this email, her last committee member has approved her dissertation. Yes! I'm so proud of her and all the wonderful things she has accomplished. She has set a goal to have her PhD by age 30, and she's doing just that. I love you, Tiara, and I can't wait to see how you thrive in your position. Congratulations. Sincerely, Michelle. And Michelle says she was wild early, um, she sent this email on April 17th. She was eager. Um, but so she resent it again, uh, just in case we miss it. Cause she was too early. Cause you was sis, but God bless you yes. for being thorough That's and following okay. up. <laughs> oh, before I read the next one, I just want to quickly, I don't know if I did this or not. I know we shouted out, um, shouted her out for a shout out to my sis, Nurturing Possibilities. But my mm-hmm. good friend, Dr. Narissa Snyder, a.k.a. Love, uh, got her uh, recently got her Ph.D. as Love well. Um, she lives in Maryland and I'm super, super proud of her. So if you're listening to this, I'm super, super proud of you and I love you to bits. OK, that's right, girl. Congratulations. Hey, Jade and Kia, first and foremost, thank you for blessing us each and every week with this gem. I will keep this short and sweet. I'd like to shout out my good sis, Mia, who graduated with her master's degree in criminal justice. My bonus mom, Tracy, who graduated with her bachelor's degree in business communication. And my godchild, Zion, who will be graduating next month from kindergarten. I'm overwhelmed with joy and excited to see what else God has in store for them. Keep up the amazing work as a team and individually. Hope to see you both at the dopest dinner party, Philly. Stop. Peace and blessings, Dawana. Congratulations to all of you, um, Mia, Tracy, and also Zion. So cute. I know. I love it. And I love kids named Zion. Greetings, Jade and Kia. My name is Jonathan, and I am an educator based out of Brooklyn, New York. What up, Jonathan? Right. Jonathan writes, first giving honor to God who is the head of my raggedy life. (laughs) (laughs) He has truly brought us up from a mighty long way, and I'm so excited to shout my brother Joshua Pulliam um, out. On May 19th, he graduated from Morehouse College with his second bachelor's degree, a BS in applied physics. Yes. I am so proud of him and all of the hard work that he has put in over the past five years. He does this with grace and perseverance, even when it is difficult and I couldn't be happier. He is headed to Virginia Tech to begin his PhD in engineering mechanics. And he is truly an inspiration to me and so many others. Thank you both for the love and light you spread every week. Peace and blessings to you. All the best, Jonathan. Um, And he sent a picture of Josh. Yes. All of his regalia. And I hope that Josh is amongst the men who got his student loans paid because he deserves. I, oh my God, that would be, he better be, he's, he better be part of that. He better be. I oh do my hope God. that he is. Joshua, we are praying that you are part of that number when the saints Absolutely. go marching in. 
hijating kid. <laughs> Thank you for scaring the shit out of me and then comforting me all within two hours every <laughs> single week. We'll do what we do our best, sis. We really do. Because this adulting thing is truly a scam, but God is not going to play me. You guys That's have right. made these last six months team typing fast more bearable than I ever thought possible. So continue the good work. Disclaimer, I'm a UK listener and my graduation isn't until July. That's okay. But I only have 12 days left of the semester and I want it to be celebrated too. These last five years have been no joke. I'd like to congratulate myself in advance. I will be graduating from <clears throat> Loughborough, Loughborough University with my master's degree in mechanical engineering. As the only black girl to graduate this year, I also wanted to take this opportunity oh to God. encourage my fellow black girls in STEM. Thank That's you right. again for the laughs and the lessons. God bless you both. I'm sure my <laughs> accent is terrible. It's so bad. And it, this is from Tisha. So shout out to the international listeners. Shout out to Tisha. Congratulations. Thank you, Tisha. To girl. Shout out to the black girls in STEM. <laughs> okay. That's it. Tisha, first of her name. Okay. <laughs> Tisha, first of her name. <laughs> um, hi, Jaden Kia. Lady of STEM. <laughs> um, hi, Jaden Kia. As I was listening to the graduation announcements, which included the acknowledgement of my sister-in-law, Tiffany Amanda Aiken, MD, I realized that I did some pretty announcement-worthy uh, shit in the academic realm this year as well. That's right. On March 8th, 2019, I officially became a certified public accountant. The requirements vary from state to state, but generally to become a CPA, one has to obtain 150 credit hours um, and two years of relevant work experience and pass all four parts of the exam. This ended up being a three-year process for me. Um, and he listed some setbacks, uh, uh, has the passing of his grandmother, taking a gap year, failing a section of the exam, um, relocating, and then being one credit short. Uh, but... Through all of that, I'm so glad that the process is over. Go ahead and uh, make this email be over too so you can get on to the next announcement. <laughs> Warmest regards, Joseph. But Joseph, congratulations to you and, um, you know, making this accomplishment. Now go out here and, and you know, count up some coins and get your, and right. get yours. Count your blessings because That's you've been it. through a lot and you have overcome. And you deserve. You definitely deserve. Hello, Jade and Kia. I wanted to shout out my sister from another mother and Mr. Miss Janae Marie Jackson. She graduated from Emory University, um, University's Neil Hodgson Woodruff School of Nursing with a doctorate of nursing practice on May 13th. Dr. Jackson is also an active duty nurse in the U.S. Air Force and will be promoting to will be promoted to lieutenant colonel next month. A whole two years early. Like you too, my sis is a badass. And she included some beautiful pictures of Dr. Janae. And she is absolutely beautiful. Congratulations to you, doctor. And thank you for everything. Stunning. Stunning much. Um, Okie doke. Praise the Lord, Dr. Kia and Noah's former landlord. (laughs) Y'all are so petty. My name is Alicia. And I'd like to give a shout out to my sister, Hunter, who on May 19th graduated cum laude. Yes. From, uh, with a computer engineering degree from Virginia State University, Hunter is in the process of filling out applications and plan to attend whichever grad school keeps her debt free. That's right. Amen. Considering that she's um, a West Baltimore native who was raised by a single mom and helped uh, care for our special needs brother. Words can't describe just how proud I am of her. Hunter, I love you and I'm honored to be your big sis. I would also like to congratulate my little cousin, Sydney, who will be graduating from high school on June the 7th and attending UNC Charlotte this fall. Yes. Sydney will be majoring in political science with plans to become a civil rights attorney. Yes. 
said, we're cousins by blood, but sisters by choice. And I'm very proud of the person you've become. I love you. And I can't wait to celebrate your first of many graduations. Wishing wishing you love, peace, and soul, soul. Alicia. <laughs> <laughs> we so black. I love we it. Are. Congratulations. Yes, congratulations. All right. Oh, yes. Okay. Hi, Jada Kia. I hope this email finds you both well. You all are. Oh, Felicia, girl. <laughs> this is Felicia. This is Dr. Fee, honey. This, this is, is my Dr. Food. Commodore. That's okay? it. This is hi, Felicia, not <laughs> bye, Felicia. <laughs> I hope this email finds you both well and prospering and properly hydrated. That's right. I wanted to send in some quick graduation announcements for some awesome black women. I have the pleasure of knowing besides yourself. First, I wanted to shout out Dr. Amanda Washington Lockett, who graduated this spring with her PhD in higher education from the University of Pennsylvania. Amanda's been nothing short of amazing as she pursued her PhD, all while getting married and having the most adorable baby ever. I had the pleasure of serving as a member of Amanda's dissertation committee, but more importantly, have come to know her as a sister. I am beyond proud of her and excited to welcome her to the PhD club. That's right, sis. That's see you right. at Ash. Dr. Washington, we'll see you at the Ash in November. God bless. You hear that bougie black conference? You're going to be in that thing. <laughs> Secondly. We're not bougie. <laughs> I know. If, you're, if they're all like you, then I know it's a fun, good, smart time. We're going to have a good, smart, ratchet time. Okay. I told y'all, one day I'm coming in Kia's back. Secondly. Well, just come on. I wanted to shout out three of my advisees who graduated with their master's degree in higher education from Old Dominion University. Kashe Evans Barlow, Jennifer Johnson. And Dominique Harper, I've watched these three young women grow, push when they didn't think they could anymore and shine like the brilliant black women that they are. All of these women have made an impact on my life and taught me more than they realize. And they remind me of one of the most important reasons I became a professor. Yes, professor. Congrats to all the ladies and keep being brilliant. Brilliant. Love you, Jade and Kia. You two keep doing what you're doing. You're making a difference. And we're all a little bit better because of it. Sincerely, Dr. Felicia Commodore. Love you, Fee. Love you, Felicia. Um, and congratulations to all the ladies that Felicia shouted out. I'm so That's super right. proud of you. I know. Um, I get. I was bigging up Felicia so hard. I forgot to <laughs> congratulate. No, congratulations. They congratulations are awesome. to all the black. And ladies. welcome to the field. Okay. Oop. Um. Hey, Jaden Kia. My name is uh, Quisha, and I wanted to take this uh, moment to scream congrats to my Jack. Oh, Jakai. Oh, to yep. my Jakai. Okay, I just want to make sure I was pronouncing it correctly. Yep. Uh, said, please don't. She gave three different pronunciations. He did. <laughs> <laughs> she totally did. I'm so sorry. Congrats <laughs> to my Jakai. Um, he is graduating from fifth grade and headed into elementary school on June 19th. Uh, Juneteenth, as he calls it. He better. He, Normally skip school that day because, as he says, it's a day for his people. Come on, yes. Frederick Douglass. Okay. <laughs> Without the pro, <laughs> That's indeed pro-Black king. He is an amazing scholar and has been accepted to not one, not two, but five middle schools of his choice. Y- yes. <laughs> I struggled raising him on my own for eight years because his father finally uh, showed up in his life. So, yes, I'm that extra ass parent. That's a part of Team Too Much and Proud. He's an amazing dancer and has done numerous shows at Alvin Ailey. Shout out to ASAP Noah. Yes, come on, friend. Yes, indeed. And is currently performing ballroom dance. Thank you so much. (laughs) If you are able to read this, I love the show. Despite Apple Podcasts not giving me the alerts when the show is available. They hating. Uh, (laughs) Here's a few pictures of him and his Nipsey Blue. Yes, mother. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> oh, Quisha, girl. Yo, you let me win. tell y'all something. He okay. is dabbing. He is posing. He is okay. My man's is bolted. Okay. Prolific. Okay. I love it. I love prolific. Same. That's right. The prolific. marathon continues. Okay. Praise the Lord, niggas. Before praise I get him. into the sh- into the shout outs, I need to shower you two with love and praise <laughs> for the amazing work that you both are doing currently and will do in the future. Kia, I am patiently waiting for a team type and fast event in Louisiana. Oh, that would be Jade, dope. same thing applies for the dopest dinner party here, too. I'd be yep. the first in line for both. Yes. Well, you might get a two for one special. True. I have two graduation announcements. First, my godson. Tyson Jalil Williams for graduating from pre-K at Delmont Pre-K Center. Okay, that sounds established. My baby's going to kindergarten, y'all. Ugly cry. The Aww. second one is for my little sis-in-law, Catherine Marie Ross, for graduating top five in her class from St. Catherine Drexel Prep in New Orleans. She Love received it. numerous accolades and awards for not only her academic excellence, but also her stellar service to the school. My sis was accepted into over 30 colleges and universities across the country and awarded $1.6 million in scholarships. Work. W-O-R-K. She has chosen to take her talents, achievements, and all her black girl magic to Spelman in the fall. Yes. Thanks for reading and for helping us get through this scam called adulting love and light. And she included some beautiful. Oh, look at his bow tie. My so God. So I precious. just. Oh, my God. Congratulations. I just to love Tyson. dressing little boys. I love that. I love it. OK, it is absolutely fun. Um, Yes. Congratulations to Tyson and to Catherine for all of your accomplishments. Tyson, continue on in your educational journey. Young Prince. Absolutely. Uh, praise the Lord. Uh, Saints. Hi, Jade and Dr. Kia. I apologize in advance for the length of the female. Me and succinctness, we don't get along. I'd first like to give praise and honor to whoever created this bounce remix for, uh, of Auntie Anita. <laughs> yes. <laughs> May the Lord only richly bless you in all that you do. <laughs> I love your podcast. Thank you both for being so honest and vulnerable every episode and providing me with new perspective on things we go through as adults and especially Black women. Also, um... B-dub, I live for your 90s references as an 80s baby. Okay. For this graduation announcement, I'm shouting out my damn self. I graduated from medical school on May 11th from Keck School of Medicine of USC. I know we've been in the news a lot, at least in LA, and I'm not to be associated with the tomfoolery. You're not. Got about that bitch just in time. But there are lots of good people there. I'm extremely proud of myself for not giving up. I had an untraditional route. Failed forward many times, doubted myself, which was compounded by imposter syndrome and recognized anxiety that had probably always been there, but was magnified in this pressure cooker environment. But God, truly through prayer, fasting, faith and discipline, he saw me through all of it. And as if that weren't enough, he saw fit for me to take a year off during school to complete a master's in public health. I'm still riding the high. Yes. Please send prayers up as I prepare for my family medicine residency starting in a few short weeks. Y'all, you can do anything you put your mind to with God by your side and the mindset that you won't give up until it's done and a great therapist and support system. Keys. Shout out to my Married to Medicine, oh, um, Olivia, uh, Rye. Rye, and Bridget, uh, and my Nora team, Jasmine Cruz, which had <laughs> Keck graduates this year with varying degrees, MDs, MD, uh, MPHs, and MD, MBAs, and all of our black and brown grads. Keep shining, niggas. Dr. Yvette. Ose Akosa. Yes. MD. MDMPH. Yes. Come on, colors. Do you see all of this regalia? 
I mean, in a full stunt. A okay. one horse open sleigh, sis, you okay. did it. <laughs> I mean, in a lucite sandal. A yeah. lucite heel sandal. And I it's stand. cute. Okay. I mean, adorable. Hello, hello. My very first niece just graduated from Rancho Cucamonga High School, oh, and I am shook. <laughs> <laughs> Make sure that you say Rancho Cucamonga like that. You must Rancho Cucamonga. Sanai, first of her name, member of ASB, captain of the cheerleaders, prom court member, dancer extraordinaire, will be attending LSU, yes, purple and gold as a tiger girl with a full ride. There aren't enough words to explain how proud I am of this beautiful young woman. She is so smart, kind, thoughtful, determined, and extremely talented. And yes, I'm that proud auntie that's going to send pics of my girl. P.S. That's me in the background of the prom pic. I had to leave the team typing fast event in L.A. a little early to go to her champagne party. Oh, love y'all. Congratulations to you, Sanai. First of her name. She's super cute. Look at her. She's so L.A. So much so, right? Uh, we're rounding it out, ladies. This is Hey Jade and Kia. First, I adore you two and love what you do for us who are just trying to stay sane and maintain. That's we it. We adore you. Second, I would like to congratulate my sister Candace for completing her Bachelor's of Criminal Justice Forensic Science while holding down a full-time job as an EMT. Yes. My sister is bomb and a huge motivation to me, um, her older sister. And that's from Tatiana from PG County, Maryland. Yes, you better give us the blackest county in all of the United Merlin, States. Merlin, I had to say it like that because that's Merlin. How you must. Merlin, mm-hmm. we're about to go to the curry out. <laughs> Last one of the evening. All right. Hello, big sis Jade and big sis Kia. My name is Christina. Let me start with a thank you for the podcast that makes me feel so seen in this world where a black woman is invisible until she is in a useful commodity. I want to give two shout outs for the graduation announcements. I want to celebrate my niece, Destiny Mariah Johnson. She graduated from the illustrious Howard University, HU, on May 10th with a bachelor's in biology. This girl did the thing and never gave up on her dreams, even when those around her doubted that she'd make it. Destiny was accepted into the dental hygiene program at Howard University's College of Dentistry starting this fall. I'm so proud of you for your drive and determination. You showed the naysayers that little black girls from the south side of Chicago can and will follow our forever Floatus into greatness. Yes. Lastly, I want to shout out my friend Corey. He graduated with a master's in information technology. He went to school full time during the day and worked full time at night. His discipline to focus on finishing his education made for very long days during the past year, but he made it and we can finally turn up. Thank you for reading my email and graduation shout out. Sincerely, Christina. Thank you, Christina, for writing in. Shout out to you, Destiny. And shout out to you, Corey. Congratulations to all of you. And congratulations to all of the graduates. Every last one of you. Continue to send your announcements to gettinggrownpodcast at gmail.com as we are in the thick of graduation season. And I think it comes to an end, what, maybe like the second, third week in June? Yeah. Yeah. So start getting those announcements in. You do. Our winter graduates, don't forget about yourselves. We love right. to hear from everybody. Also, Indeed. shout out to Dr. Fred. I don't have the book in front of me, but he wrote a book and released it and sent me one. Fred Smith? Yes, Fred CSU? Smith from yes, from Cal State. Congratulations, yes. Dr. Smith. Dr. Smith wrote a book. So um I want to read it. When it, Dr. Smith. <laughs> <laughs> so I'll be okay. sure to um, post that information in the description box since I don't have it in front of me, but I didn't want to forget it as it came to my head. Let's move on to this kitchen table talk, though. Let's do it. Let's do it right now. 
Kapari's coconut deodorant is a cleaner alternative to traditional deodorants. It's vegan and doesn't contain silicone, sulfates, parabens, GMOs, or baking soda. It keeps you fresh with plant-based actives like sage oil and coconut oil. It's great if you've got sensitive skin, if you're looking for a deodorant with a subtle scent, or if you just don't want a bunch of questionable ingredients on your body. Plus, it goes on smooth and doesn't leave behind a sticky white residue. The original scent smells like sweet coconut milk. There's also a fragrance-free version and two new scents, Beach and Gardenia. You never have to worry about running out of deodorant because Kapari offers a subscription. Get it automatically shipped for free with a money-back guarantee. There's no reason not to try. Okay. I know Kia always speaks to the greatness that is Kapari, but let me go ahead and get in on this real quick. Your girl, true life, for real, for real, not because of the advertisement has a subscription to Kapari. (laughs) I have a subscription to Kapari because Kapari works. I don't have any issues. Like they said, there is no sticky white residue. I smell amazing. Vita Coco on your girl. Go to KapariBeauty.com slash grown to save $5 off your first deodorant order when you subscribe. That's Kapari. K-O-P-A-R-I beauty.com slash grown. KapariBeauty.com slash grown. It's time to gather around the kitchen table, gather your snacks, your waters, all of the things you Capri Suns, all of the things that you need. <laughs> so we got um, a topic suggestion from a listener, and Kia and I both thought it was a good one. Um, she wanted to talk about how do you respond to people who try to discourage you when you go to therapy, who have negative things to say about you going to therapy. And I thought that was a really timely conversation because I know, um, you know, as as young black people in America, a lot of our uh, a lot of our mothers and and fathers and aunties and uncles and older ones in our lives don't quite understand the need for therapy, you know, due to a lack of education of their time and whatnot. Um, But I thought that was a really timely conversation to have. So I'm going to start it out with a question. Okie doke. So you attend therapy. You've been transparent about that, correct, sis? Correct. Have you told your mother that you go to therapy? Yes, I do believe that she is well aware um, that I have a therapist. Has she had anything to say about it? Um, Not not directly. I do know that... um, um, but I, I say that because in conversations that I've had with my mom about my experience in therapy, I have encouraged her to uh, pursue uh, somebody to talk to uh, or mm-hmm. like pursue identifying somebody to talk to, um, especially around navigating grief um, and just kind of managing different transitions in life. Because, you know, she's been vocal about, um, you know, watching my grandparents get older and seeing things change for them and kind of coming to terms with this, this phase of life that they are in. So I've encouraged her to go and she has not necessarily done anything about that. Um, and I, and I can tell that she is reticent, mm-hmm. uh, like hesitant for whatever reason. I think it's very real. Like you said, a lot of, a lot of our parents and older people in general really came up believing that uh you know uh you, you fam what's what goes on in this house stays in this house mm-hmm. um and it's, this is compounded by people who are christian people who are of faith 
of any kind, but um, I can only speak from a Christian perspective and just knowing that that's how I was raised. I feel like in my family, prayer is often wielded as a, as a, a, a the only strategy mm-hmm. for mm-hmm. Um, navigating different, um, con- you know, different feelings, thoughts, conditions, um, et cetera, et cetera. But mm-hmm. Um, so we've not had, like, she's not vocally kind of said, no, I'm against it, but I can tell in her actions that it's not something, uh, that she is jazzed about doing. Okay. Do you have, you, have you had any older ones? Um, maybe not your mother in particular who have been discouraging and maybe not even older ones, just people in your life in general who have kind of discouraged you in ways from, from attending there, like attending therapy? I have had, um, you know, discussions with people in my life, um, some family, some close friends, um, people in church uh, that were, um, again, just hesitant or uh, leery of of therapy in lieu of, you know, prayer and, and reading the Bible. Mm-hmm. Um, many people are just kind of saying you got to be careful about those therapists, you know, cause you know, they're not saved or they don't have, they don't know anything about God. And that's, that's not entirely true. That's not at all true. Actually. Mm-hmm. Um, there are, there, there are even therapists who are faith-based. Um, and the, and my therapist is someone who is faith-based, um, but, uh, also a trained licensed, uh, counselor mm-hmm. in, in, in this state and other states. Um, but, she speaks a, a, a great length. I think a lot of her own personal work um, and research is around the intersections of faith and mental health and understanding the brain as an organ mm-hmm. of your body, mm-hmm. much like any other organ or body part. And if there is something that is dysfunctional um, or that is not, you know, something that's not working to its optimal uh, um you know, something that's not working, you know, to its, to its, I can't talk today. Mm-hmm. Something that's not functioning the way that it should be. If there's something that's not functioning the way it should be in your body, then we don't have a problem with going to a specialist. Like you go right. to the orthopedic doctor, if you have foot problems or you go to the, to the uh, cardiovascular doctor, if your heart is giving you troubles, if you know, we have all manner of specialists, but I don't understand what the stigma around, um, you know, nav- uh, negotiated emotional and mental health um is but yeah i have definitely had conversations with people who have you know warned me against speaking to a therapist and saying and and shouting me for it as as you know me doing that being some sort of uh indication that i I, i've lost my faith or i know i don't believe in the power of prayer anymore Mm. which is bogus Right. And I, you know, and it's good that you have that mentality, like you're strong enough to be able to have that mentality, um, to be able to say like, this is bogus. Like what I'm doing does not, one does not negate the other. Like prayer does not negate therapy and therapy does not negate, uh, prayer. But, um, what would you say to somebody who, who encounters somebody who is discouraging them from going to therapy? Um, I think that, um, I would say, you know, just like I said, if there's something wrong with your car, you take it to see some, somebody, you don't throw the car away. You don't say, I don't believe in cars no more. You don't say, 
Um, I, I just, I, I wish that we would, I mean, the bottom line is this life is hard. Mm. Um, and seeing a therapist, I've, I've learned firsthand that seeing a therapist does not mean that, that, that I'm broken or uh, I'm incapable or, um, you know, there's something wrong with me. I, I have, um, you know, something wrong with me, so to speak. Mm-hmm. More is it that I'm looking for strategies on how to navigate my life better. Yep. One of the things that my therapist has helped me with, and I think I've talked about this on the show before, is um, helping me to reframe things and gain perspective. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, when when horrible things happen, you know, as a result of other traumas that I've experienced in my life, shout out to NYPD. Right. Um, uh, so as, as a result of other traumas and experiences that I've had in my life, sometimes my initial reaction can be one of panic. It can be one of, of great anxiety and kind of send me spiraling into, you know, uh, really negative kind of, uh, perspective helping like, you know, you know, if something bad happens, it's easy for me to go from zero to 60. Like, you know, oh man, stuff like this always happens to me. Something's wrong with me. Why does, you know, those kinds of things. And therapy has helped me to uh, learn how to stop myself from getting caught up in those cycles of unproductive thoughts mm-hmm. and, and help me to own the fact that I am, I am not, um, I am not at fault for the issues that I have, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? My issues with abandonment and rejection are a function of experiences that I've had in my life that were outside of my control. Mm-hmm. I'm not at fault because of them, but I am responsible for um, getting the tools and gaining understanding around what I need to do in order to make different decisions and choices and to improve the quality of my life. Life is not meant for me to be walking around stressed out and afraid all of the time. Mm -hmm. And I have learned through therapy how to practically apply my faith. I think that's one of the things that has really been key for me Mm -hmm. in working with the faith-based counselor. She has helped me to understand why my reactions can be what they are and to process them in ways that help me to kind of move in a different direction, but to also give me practical tools that I can um, use my faith in. Because, you know, we get, we, we, we go to church, we go to, we study the word and we, we, we understand what it is that we are to do if we are believers. Mm -hmm. Um, But a lot of times those things are, um, are, are, really deep and heavy and spiritual and they make sense, but it's, it's not as easy to apply those things in day-to-day practice. Mm-hmm. Have faith in God. We know that, but what does that look like on a day-to-day basis? What does right. that look like on Tuesday morning when I'm in traffic? What does that look like when I get a letter in the mail that says that I owe the IRS thousands of dollars? What does that look like when, um, you know, uh, my car uh, breaks down? What does it look like when I lose my job? How do I actually walk out what that means? And therapy has helped me to really kind of learn how to do that in, in, a, in a more productive way. Mm-hmm. And that's just been my experience. I'm not saying that that, that is, is going to be everybody's experience, but just speaking from what it's looked like for me, I would say that therapy has been a game changer. It, and it does it it really has helped me to see that um, 
there's nothing wrong with going to get what you need. If you, if, if, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, if there's something wrong in your body, you go to the doctor. If there's something wrong in your, in your heart, in your mind, there's nothing wrong with going to see someone who has, who is trained and experienced in helping you process and navigate that. Mm-hmm. Um, that I feel like that was a really long answer, but I'm just saying there's there I've, I've, I've gotten this question before I've mm-hmm. been at events and people have heard me, you know, I mean, my mom doesn't want me to go to therapy. What do I do? It's like, well, sometimes we got to make adult decisions and say, if that's what you don't want to do, that's fine. But this is my insurance card. Right. And this, and this is my copay. And this is a choice that I'm making for me. And if you don't understand it, that's okay. We can agree to disagree, mm-hmm. but that doesn't mean that I'm not going because I'm making a choice for my life in order to improve the quality of my life. And you can see how therapy has helped and benefited so many people. Look at Crystal's couch and what it's done for people. Right. You know, in in the time that she's been doing that. And look what it's done for you and learning how to deal with your grief. And also, like you said, apply it to your faith and kind of make the two work hand in hand as partners. Um, I found an article and it's not necessarily about therapy, but it's more about just seven things to remember when people don't support you in general. Dope. Um, so I thought these were like, they're not super pro, you know, they're not, they're not extremely deep, but they're things to remember, you know, when you start to get into moments of, of discouragement, um, the number one says your passion is your priority. I want to change that to you are your priority because in attending therapy, this is for you, like he has said, to gain tools, to learn you, to learn how to cope, you know, (laughs) through society and learn how to deal with some of the struggles that you cannot change. And so if somebody has something, if the naysayers have something to say about you attending therapy, this is not for them. This is for you. So you need to always remember that, that this is for you. Also, number two, life is short. So while you're living this life, it may be a little disheartening to have people around you discourage you, but remember that life is short and you don't want to spend your time worrying about what other people have to say. You want to spend your time feeling fulfilled and being able to do that with a, you know, with a clear mind. And that's where therapy can help you. Number three, others may not fully understand. Um, You touched on that as well, or you taught, you got into that. People may not understand, but you can agree to disagree and people have to respect your decisions. Um, Number four, sometimes others are insecure. And I thought that that was important because it's true. Um, And that's not something that we always think about. But people, people are insecure and they could be projecting when they try to discourage you from therapy because maybe they realize somewhere deep down that they got some issues and they need to go to therapy. You know what I'm saying? So instead of being able to recognize those, they project that negative energy onto other people. That's often what it is, honestly. Mm -hmm. People really feeling like because they wouldn't do it or they're afraid to do it or they don't know anything about it. They just kind of steer clear from it and that you cannot live your life according to other people's fears and insecurities. Nope. Nope. The very last line actually for that, for that fourth point is don't take their words to heart. If their criticism isn't constructive in any way, they may be discouraging you because of their own fears and insecurities. And that, like he has said, that's the, that's a lot. That's the case for a lot of things, not just with therapy. Right. When people have negative things to say to you. A lot of it has, a lot of it is projection. 
Like if it's not constructive, if it's not set out of love and coming from a place of true concern with these logical thoughts, a lot of times it is projection and it's because people have their own insecurities that they have not learned how to deal Absolutely. with. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, number six is, 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 is may hit hard, but you can do this without their support. That's it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You, this is your therapy session. You don't take anybody else in that therapy session with you and you don't. And it's have, nobody's business. You don't have to tell them when it. you're going, nope. why you're going, how you're going. Nope. You don't have to like, you don't want me to go. Okay. But then that doesn't mean. Right. That doesn't mean I'm not going to do it. No. Like I can do this, whether you support me or not, say whatever you have to say about it, but this is my business. And number seven, you cannot please everyone in your life. And you won't. Never will with anything that you do. So I just thought that that was, those were some, you know, simple, but like really key things to remember um, when you start to feel discouraged from other people. And to and this is just for people, you know, who might who might need a, a comforting word or an encouraging word to just keep going in their path to try to become their, you know, their full and complete selves. And I applaud each and every person who takes the steps, the necessary steps to be able to get to that to that point in your life, because that's not easy work. I'm it's still not. working on it myself. Like, yeah, I'm doing a lot of work right now. You know what I'm saying? But and it's it's not easy work. So I applaud each and every person who's dealing with that. I mean, yeah. I mean, one of the things we say all over and over again is that, you know, adulting is about making decisions for yourself mm-hmm. um, and learning how to be okay with that without the validation and, and um, support that we, you know, even if it from people that we normally get it from. The bottom line is you don't know, um, you know, I just you just don't know how it will impact you. You don't yep. know what what it will do for you until you you do it for yourself. You mm-hmm. can't allow someone else's ideas about it or even experiences with it shape what you decide to do for yourself. If some if you feel like you want to talk to somebody about any aspect or area of your life, then that's something that you have every right to explore and Absolutely. question. Um, and I don't feel like there's anything wrong with that. I think that that's not uh, something that sh- is discouraged, but should be encouraged and expected. Yep. Um, and, and, you know, like we should be out here trying to be our, the best version of ourselves. We should like we owe it to ourselves in order to 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 do to do that. Um, and it is no there's really there's no shame in it whatsoever. There should not be. Um, because you know, when my nail is broken, I go get it fixed. That's it. That's it. That's it. <laughs> That's Your hair it. gets fucked up. You go to somebody to you fix go it and get give it you fixed. a haircut. You like, know, you get, you got a flat tire, you get a new tire. Like it. this, it's not this, it's, there's no difference. And people try to make it this huge complex thing. But if there is something that is not working in your life, then it is your responsibility to do what you can do to make it work. If your refrigerator is empty, you go get groceries. If you feel an empty, why not go find somebody to help you to organize those thoughts so that you Absolutely. can you can gain some fulfillment? You know what I'm saying? So we you know, if you'd have people and your loved ones in your life who are discouraging you, you know, from attending therapy, if you're dealing with that, know that Kia and I over here getting grown fully encourage you Absolutely. Um, to, to continue on in your journey and hope that you know, you can continue with the strength to do so despite any negativity that comes from you. Like you got to block toxic people. That's just, that's Absolutely. what we, that's what we on now. We block and to- block and toxic people. 
the investment that I've made in myself through therapy has been invaluable. That's it. The return is is more than I could have ever imagined because it's really it's really more like you know I don't know that saying like you you feed you feed a hungry person you give them a meal you feed them but if you teach them how to fish you you know mm-hmm. you know I feel the same the same thing kind of applies in this in this instance like you know it's more than just you know giving somebody you know advice on how to navigate a particular situation but it's really getting tools and building your skill set around how to manage different areas of your life better. Yep. And that is what makes sense, right? That's just what makes sense it's about math. life. Math. That's, that's, that's that maths. That's, that's maths. my kind of math. Two plus oh, yeah. two is four. That's freaking maths. <laughs> <laughs> Straight like that. Let's move on to this honesty box. Max new matte formula feels weightless, instantly hydrates, and doesn't dry out your lips and make you feel like you got been kissing the bag of flour or whatever. It was originally developed as a backstage trend for a soft matte look, so it's backstage tested and artist approved. Many other matte lipsticks are drying, but the Powder Kiss lipstick by MAC is where matte meets moisture. The velvety soft matte color glides on effortlessly, providing instant long-term hydration that doesn't dry out your lips. So you get the zero shine, smooth look of a matte lipstick with the lightweight feel of a lip balm. The Powder Kiss lipstick comes in 24 gorgeous colors with a wide range of pinks, nudes, reds, and plums to complement just about any skin tone. The weightless cushiony texture of the Powder Kiss lipstick is the perfect way to amplify your look this spring. So I love lipstick. I love MAC lipstick, especially. I mean, I love a red lip. We all know everybody's first uh, red lip was MAC's Ruby Woo. It looks amazing when you put it on. But to be totally fair, it felt like you were drawing on your your lips with a dry erase marker. (laughs) <laughs> and um, it was just it was just very drying it was not a it, but you know we all sacrificed it because it was a beautiful red and thanks to the powder kiss lips uh collection the powder the matte the matte moisture um powder kiss lipstick you don't have to deal with that anymore <laughs> uh it really does feel like a lip balm especially if you pair it with max uh prep and prime lip you literally can wear and it feels like you're wearing chapstick and it's a beautiful they have beautiful colors i really like the um the shocking revelation i think is is the red lip uh and burning love is like a beautiful uh you know berry um and they have great you know there's a beautiful orange there's a purple um i plan on getting a bunch more of these lipsticks because they're super comfortable especially to wear in the summertime um you know when it's hot and your lips can can dry out they don't transfer you can drink your water you can drink your things they you know it's just it's just a dope formula as someone who's been wearing lipstick for a long time matt really nailed it with this one and so get into so well Thank you so much, sis. So get into a totally new lip experience with the Powder Kiss Lipstick by MAC. Head to your nearest MAC location to meet your matte today, or you can shop at maccosmetics.com. Honestly? Truly. All right. Let's get into the honesty box. So um, our honesty honesty box room is usually, you know, questions. Um, This one is a little bit different, but I I thought it was important because... You know, this is getting grown. And so we are, don't always talk about the comfortable things. Uh, but one thing that we always focus on is community and knowing that we're not by ourselves in a lot of like complicated and difficult situations that we deal with. 
So um, we're definitely going to give this listener a pseudonym because we do not want to put her business out there like out there like that. Would you like to give her a pseudonym, sis? Monica. Monica. All right. New Monica. Good morning, Jade and Kia. I am a 31 year old mother of one daughter who will be 13 in June. Although I thought uh, would be a grand celebration, we won't be doing a darn thing. She completely lost her natural mind a few weeks ago. First, by sneaking a boy in my home, not once, but twice. Mm. Then sneaking out three different times. I only know about everything she's done because she's 12 and has the desire to record or take pictures of every detail. She swears she's not sexually active, but I can't help but wonder. Not that this is not stressful enough. My mother reminds me on a daily basis that I am not doing such a good job at parenting. I'm not raising her the way she raised me, essentially. I am encouraging her to request birth control. My mother thinks that is encouraging her to have sex at her next checkup, but she keeps expressing that she doesn't need it. The doctor will not give it to her just because I've asked. She has to request it. I thought maybe introducing her to her biological father may assist her as she's been very disrespectful to the man that's raised her since she was six months. It seemed to backfire. She's picked up where he left off financially about eight years ago, but he has not spent any time with her and called her about three times. I know he's trash. She's having a hard time understanding that. So I have a constant feeling that I'm failing my child in more ways than one. Last week, I decided to deliberately make it known how special she is to me and be very transparent about my shortcomings, letting her know that I am trying my absolute best, apologizing to her when I make a mistake and just pushing through even when she's not receptive, explaining that I, too, had attractions to boys at 13, but you knew it was for him to be here because you hid it from me. I'm working hard to overcome this feeling of failure. I just want to thank you ladies for assuring me that failure is a part of the journey and not the final destination. I know these bumps are a part of the ride in the end and we will be okay. Love always, Monica. Woo! This is some real adult things. It really is. But I know Monica is not the only one who, who, you know, is dealing with a difficult teenager or about to be teenager. Um, and I thought this was also really important because I love the fact that she's trying to do things a little bit differently, you know, cause we talk about that often just being the upgraded iOS versions of our parents. Right. Um, I don't think putting a child on birth control is necessarily encouraging them to have sex personally. You know, I know it can, it can appear that way, but also like, I'm not trying to raise no baby. <laughs> that didn't come out of me <laughs> like oh. I can love my grandbaby but I'm not trying to raise no baby that didn't come out of me you know what I'm saying and so I know that's a difficult thing to do but I applaud you on everything that you're doing with the conversations that you're having with her and how you're trying to change the approach as opposed to a angry approach because I'm right. working on that myself you know what I'm saying I'm working on not I don't I'm not dealing with this to this magnitude I'm not dealing with this obviously I have a five-year-old but um just in the way that I respond to her and the way that I talk to her, I find myself, you know, working on my patience and trying to remember that she's a little human and that I'm, I'm helping to mold her. And I don't want to, I don't want to discourage her from talking to me. So right. I applaud you and what you're doing. Um, and I hope that maybe even you guys can seek some kind of like parenting, you know, child counseling. I think that there are definitely people who can help 
you know, figure out this whole process and what it means. Um, I, I want to join Jade in, um, uh, in like celebrating you, um, mm-hmm. for your honesty and transparency. And I, I really think that what you're doing is, uh, dope. Mm-hmm. Um, because I think one of the things that I regret about, you know, my relationship with my mom when I was a teenager was there was just an overall lack of transparency. Yeah. Um, I don't feel like my mom was um, forthcoming. <laughs> like she did not share her, you know, anything. Like she didn't mm-hmm. share her experiences. What I don't have any sense of what it was like for my mom to be a teenager, what her challenges were, what she did wrong, what she did right. Um, because her approach was, you know, you know, this is, this is the standard and this is what you must meet because I said so. I require and I excellence. Like, yes. And I feel like that has its place, but I think all mm-hmm. things in balance. Yes. It would have been useful for me and it would have taken a lot of pressure off of me if she would have shared, like, you know, sometimes, you know, um, <laughs> <laughs> you like niggas. You, you know, like they niggas. They look good <laughs> and you curious about what they parts do. <laughs> like, <laughs> just like what your parts do. Like sometimes, I mean, that would be, that would be helpful um and i think by you fostering a culture of transparency and honesty mm-hmm. with your daughter i think that that's something even if she doesn't understand it now that it's something that she will absolutely come to appreciate mm-hmm. later on in her life you want to make her feel safe enough to tell you the truth yep. uh because we can't run from the truth the fact that is we are I'm not even that old. Well, I guess I am, but I feel like the world that, that these teens are coming up in is largely different than the world that I came up in. So it's like way different. So I have to acknowledge that and acknowledge that I don't know as much as I think I do. Mm -hmm. And I have to listen as much as I speak and be really conscious about how I respond to what I hear. Mm -hmm. because you don't want to set a tone in your relationship with your daughter where she is uh, resistant to tell you her truth. Because I think that's where we get into very dangerous territory. Um, You don't want her getting information from outside people. Mm -hmm. I mean, and and, you know, we got to really kind of, like you said, sis, like take our feedback that we receive from our parents around these issues with like a grain of salt. Because Mm -hmm. I mean... Of course, parents are going to think that there's only one way to parent. Like, you got to do this the way that I did, right? Right. Um, And sometimes it's just like, no. Like, it's just like, the world is a different world now. And what you did back in 97, 98, it's just not going to work in 2019. It's Mm. just not. Mm -hmm. It's not. Because we're talking like 20 years of difference. Like, we're talking... A huge difference. So, mm-hmm. um, Monica, I think that you are doing a good job. I want to thank you for being so honest and 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 sharing. And I'm 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 just honored that you trust us as you know a getting grown community to kind of just be uh completely honest about what it is that you're dealing with. And I mean, other parents who listen, please chime in. Let's make this. Let's make this. Um, a safe space where we can kind of talk about these issues. I don't have anybody's child in here trying to keep this house plan alive, <laughs> but this is, this is the kind of, um, 
these are the things that I know will help me, um, you know, should I ever become somebody's mama one day? Because the fact of the matter is the world is not going to stop changing. Yeah. And we have got to do it different. Right. <laughs> like, obviously, what our mamas did ain't work all the way. <laughs> right. It, like, I mean, because look. Like, cause look, and I said that one time at church and just really riled the people up. I'm like, y'all out here complaining about like, you know, you want to ride the girl, the single girls about being single. And I'm like, you got to acknowledge at some point that you raised these non, like you raised these terrible niggas. Like you, you raised them. You want to be out here talking about how ain't no good men left. When are you going to own the fact that you raised these niggas? You did. You did it. Sorry. And I mean, I know you did your best and nobody's saying that you did it. You did it wrong, but we just have to be, we have to call things things. If we don't own it, then we're not going to do anything to be able to change it. So Mm -hmm. I just, I just applaud you, Monica, for owning. Hey, hey, I'm struggling. I don't know what I'm doing, (laughs) but I'm doing the best that I can. I think that's all that we can ask. Yep. You know, Monica, we we keep you in our thoughts, mm-hmm. and um, I hope this was a you know I hope I hope Monica being transparent with her situation um, was able to encourage somebody else, you know, who's in the getting grown community who might be facing something similar, or the struggles of just raising a teenager in general. But yeah, like Kia said, let's continue to open up these conversations because they're important ones to have, and they're real, they're honest. Like we're not all you know, we're not all going to have these little Carlton Banks who, you know, are little snitches and and, and <laughs> do everything that they're supposed to do and tell every, you know, mistake that they make or whatever. So it's important that we continue to talk about these things. And even though you just have more recess, your, <laughs> you know, your weigh-in is very, very key and important and it is encouraged and welcome. It's just me and Mo. <laughs> That's it, boo. My baby's getting tall. He's growing. <laughs> That's like <laughs> I'm just so proud of him. I'm just looking at him now. Like, look at you standing almost as tall as me. Yes. <laughs> so like, cute. He just done grown out of this planner and everything. I need to I need to repot him and everything. He just busting out of the seams. Well, happy just, Mother's Day. He's a big boy. That's a big boy. That's mama's baby over there. <laughs> That's right. We love you, Monica. And um, we do, you know, keep us updated in your in your journey and in, as a parent and know that you are not failing at all. You know, you can't control everything that your child does, but you can try to steer them. And we feel and you're doing an amazing job as it is. So amazing. Totally amazing. Let's move on to this petty pee, though. Whoa! <laughs> and I want to be very responsible of the things I say to my sister, because everybody know I can be real petty. P-E to the T-T-Y, honey. All right, ladies and gentlemen, this is the moment that I have been waiting for. (laughs) My soul is ready. Yes. So I had to travel um, this weekend. I had to, I had a conference program committee meeting um, in Portland, Oregon. And that's where I was, you know, over the Memorial Day holiday. And, uh, I had a a very, you know, intense but productive time there in Portland. 
I had no, uh, you know, I had a little brief hiccup, you know, on the way out there. My flight was canceled. Uh, but, you know, I believe it was for the best. And, you know, I just had to adjust and kind of just keep it moving. And I was, you know, I was over it. I had moved on mm-hmm. and I did what I had to do at the meeting and was all ready and set to come back home. And I did just that. I boarded my plane and got, uh, you know, flew the five hours back to Washington, D.C. and went to get off of the plane. And, you know, you know, upon, you know, boarding the plane, I had my carry on. I placed it in the overhead bin above my seat. I was sitting on the window seat 12 F. That was my seat. (laughs) And uh, I placed my bag above my head because that's what I was instructed to do. Place Mm -hmm. your things in the overhead bin. Now we fly back. I had a, I was really just, I had really have to say that it was one of the most productive flights I've ever had because it being five hours, I want to thank the good folks at United for having that, you know, right at your seat outlet. I had my laptop. I had, I had my music. I went ahead and paid the five for the in-flight Wi-Fi, and I worked <laughs> for the whole flight. I mean, I was I'm just paying the sailing. Smooth sailing, right? You know, I had left the program committee meeting. My co-chair was still at the meeting, but we were still communicating. We were still working. It was just like I was right there with her. We were still meeting. I we did everything we needed. I was feeling good mm. because I was I was like, I'm getting so much work done. I'm going to be able to go home and go to bed. It's going to be yes. amazing. I was yes. so excited. So I go to get off the plane and I get out. Y'all know the people stand up immediately in the aisle. You know, that fries my fish. Mm, I just mm, can't, mm. whatever. Um, but I, it's, you know, I wait my turn. I stand up and I have uh, a forest green away bag, like the away suitcase. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm looking for my bag. Remember, I had placed it above C12F. Mm-hmm. And I look up and there is no bag in the bin. And I look across the bin and there is another forest green away bag. But I looked at that bag immediately and said, that is not my bag. Mm. Um, because words mean things and you placed yours in the where? I know that I placed it. I know where I placed it. I know it was Overhead, my bag. I know where I put it. Which Over is over your head. head. Over my head. But there we go. So um, I immediately, and I let the flight attendant know, I said, ma'am, someone has taken my bag by mistake. Could you please catch it's a green away bag? Could you please catch? And the lady sees me. I know she hears me because she answers me, but she walks toward me instead of walking away from me as I had asked her to do. And I'm like, ma'am, the lady has my bag. She's leaving. Can you please? And she's walking towards me and she's asking me if I'm sure. And I'm like, ma'am, This is not my bag. The lady that has my bag is getting off of the plane and you are allowing her to do that. And well, and then she starts asking the people around me, like, whose bag is this? It's not mine. I told you that. And it's not theirs. The lady got off the plane. So when she finally realized, I'm like, well, if the people behind me had my bag, wouldn't my bag still be here? Mm. Genius. Okay, Mm. so I'm mad. The lady has completely like 
you know, any chance of me catching this lady getting off the plane is completely gone. I'm running up the jet bridge and I get out there, the gate agent, and I'm just like, can you guys make an announcement? Someone has my bag. Can you please try to catch them? Because all manner of things is running through my mind. Somebody has my bag. What if they're getting on the plane to Switzerland and taking my bag with them? I need my things. I just want to go home and go to sleep. So the man is like, I'll make an announcement. And he makes an announcement and he's, there's no urgency. There's no there's no expediency in his voice whatsoever. He's just like, hey, if you by chance grab the wrong, please take your, take the time to check your bags. So like, you know, the airport is packed. It's the day after Memorial Day. It's one million people there. Mm. Nobody's paying his announcement any mind. So I'm like, so what do we do now? I got somebody else's bag. Somebody got my bag. Like, what's the protocol? And all these people are looking at me like I am speaking Hebrew. <laughs> and I'm just like, uh, is anybody going to say anything? Like, I need, what, what What happens now? Because okay, is there a way? He's like, you know, is your name on, on the bag? I'm like, my name is on my bag, but my bag is not here. So why <laughs> we, Why are you asking me these? Like, okay, so, okay. Huh. Long story less long. <laughs> I I have to cuss everybody at gate 3D out. I have to cuss everybody out because there's a black lady at the gate agent. She's trying to be helpful, but you know how sometimes we talk, we talk too much. Miss mm-hmm. Gladys, let's just call her Gladys. Gladys is like, so Gladys. you know, she's like two, she was like one of two things will happen. Somebody will realize that they have your bag and they'll bring it back or they won't realize they have your bag and they'll leave. And I'm like, well, girl, I mean, I mean, who doesn't know that? Like, this is not helpful. And then she was like, well, and then honestly, what they could do, if they realize that it's not their bag, they could just abandon it in the airport and we'll just have to wait until the janitors find it. And I'm like, sis, how is this useful? How is this helpful to me in this moment? Can you help me understand what you feel like this is going to do for me right now? And she was just like, well, what you could do is go to the baggage office and see. And I'm like, well, I'm going to have to go somewhere because you niggas are useless. Mm. So I go to the baggage office and I want to take this opportunity to shout out somebody's abuela named Patricia. Patricia (laughs) looks at me in the baggage office. And I explained, so the, uh, evidently before I got down there, the gate agent had called them to see if someone had turned in the bag. So she walks in, I walk in and Patricia looks at me and she says, oh my God. She was like, I am so sorry. And I'm like, thank you for being the only person in this entire airport. <laughs> With some empathy. Who sees that I am upset? <laughs> like, like Patricia was the only person who was like, this is terrible. Somebody has your things. I'm like, somebody has my things. And you are acknowledging it. Thank you. Thank you. I said, because these people have been treating me like I am the one who sold somebody else's things and somebody has my things. (laughs) Patricia is also the only person in all of Dallas airport who, who actually like came up with a strategy. Like she tried to fix it. Mm. Patricia said, what's your seat? And I told her 12F. She got on the phone and called everybody who was sitting around seat 12F. Thank you. Thank you, Patricia. And I'm like, thank you for doing your job. Muchas gracias, Patricia. Thank you. Thank you. So that is all the context that I needed to just say that my petty peeve is this. Pay attention (laughs) when you are flying. Because you don't realize, like, 
how like it is so like everything that I had with me at the time was in that bag. Mm-hmm. Medicine, contacts, glasses, everything, everything. Four I thank things. God that I had my wallet and my computer, all those kinds of things. But all of my things, mm-hmm. my makeup, we can stop right there. My makeup honestly, honestly. and my makeup brushes. And I mean, oh. this is not at all a brag, but y'all know that I like makeup and makeup is something that is important to me. So anytime I lose a makeup bag, we're talking hundreds of dollars gone. Yeah. Because possibly thousands. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I'm talking every makeup brush yeah. in the bag. Kia got a setup, okay? I'm just saying, I want y'all to pay attention. When you're flying, because what, and I know it was an accident and I know the accidents happen, but like, you can't just be grabbing things and leaving. <laughs> like, it's, also, you have to make sure that they belong to shit. you. Exactly. Because like, I just was so grateful because I, the, the longer it took, because eventually the lady realized that I had, that she had my bag and brought it back to the airport. But I just thank God that she was local because I, right. my biggest fear was that the bitch was flying to Switzerland. Yeah. With my shit. <laughs> you know what I'm and then I would have to wait days for my things. Yep. And I just feel like, I don't know if it was a race thing or what, but what frustrated me the most was that all of the people that I spoke to treated me as if I had done something wrong. No one was empathetic. With the accession of Patricia, Listen. no one looked at me and was like, oh my God, I can't believe this happened. Everybody was like, well, is your name on your bag? It don't matter. That lady took it. Listen, sis, I have, and I'm, I'm probably very wrong, (coughs) but I don't care. I have come to the conclusion and I'm sorry for all of our listeners. This excludes you. If you work in this field, I hate everybody who works in the air in the, in the, in the travel field <laughs> via air. If you TSA, the gate agents, like the vast majority of them, I hate <laughs> because I have that, that funky ass United the other week and that raggedy ass gate agent that I wanted to kick in the temple and just the, her raggedy ass counterpart who came out, all of them can't stand none of them. So, sorry. I'm sure I haven't encountered any listeners. I mean, it's just like, I just want us to be mindful. Like, traveling is intense. I travel a lot. I know that these things are a function of people who travel a lot. These kinds mm-hmm. of things happen all the time. But it was just a really stressful situation. Try to put yourself in people's shoes. Like, and just, I mean, have a little compassion. Like you but said, I can't pay attention you. to your own shit. Just know pay where attention. You put your it's shit. really all that it matters. Like, all that matters. And check. Just take the two seconds that it takes to make sure that you, that you're doing what you intend to do. Um, because what I will be able to tell you though, from now on is I'm getting ready to call my good friend, the artist Sierra Lynn, and I'm going to have this away bag customized. It's going to say, it's going to be painted. It's going to say my name about 14 different ways on it. (laughs) And it's also going to say very prominently, this is not yours. Do not touch it. That's it. Because you have my things. <laughs> These are my things. And I mean, it was just devastating because I felt powerless. Like that white lady literally took my suitcase. She walked off the, off the airplane with all of my things. She walked off with my stuff. Stressful. And just brought it back when it was convenient for her to do so. Stressful. 
Stressful. But yes. Thank you guys for listening to my TED Talk. I'm going <laughs> to shut up now. Oh, no, sis. That was that was uh, very, very entertaining. <laughs> um, I apologize if you if this is your second time hearing this, but it is warranted to be repeated. Uh, a white woman too pissed me off and she is my petty peeve this week. Oh, boy. So I told y'all at Makosa, it's always it is a beautiful oh, time and the people are lovely and literally 98% of the patrons who come through and buy our food are just wonderful and lovely and supportive and understanding when we take our breaks. Now, Makosa is a party. Okay. It is a outdoor party. Santana and I, as for the culture catering, do the food for it. We work for ourselves, but we are part of the Makosa family. Okay. People are there to party. It is not a restaurant. Mm -hmm. So when we decide to take a break after we have served 75 people in a row, then we're going to take a break. And if we have people helping us, we're going to make sure these people eat and that they are too are having a good time because they are at this party. And when we are back on, we are back on and we're going to make sure your shit is right. So we take our first break. I'm down at one end of the table, Santana's at the other. So I find out later that because I'm, I'm not a part of this initial argument. So, you know, two white girls come up to the table. Okay. And this is not a party that a whole lot of white people are in. And the ones who are there are allies and they are welcomed in the space and they know how to act. You may not come in the space if you do not know how to act. You are a guest here. And that is just what it is. And I don't care if you don't like that I'm saying that. You are a guest here. So don't come in here with no motherfucking entitlement because that's not what we, anybody is getting ready to honor up in this bitch. So, this, so these two bitches come to the table. They would be bitches regardless of who they are because the one last year who pissed me off was a black girl with a terrible crochet install. Anyway. <laughs> so. <laughs> Wait, shout out to my, um, shout out to my twin, Amber. I know she listens to the show, but Amber hey, calls, Amber. Cro Amber calls crochets, crochets. <laughs> Bad crochets. She'd be like, these crochets. That's what I had to tell the bitch last year. I was like, you know what? That I'm not thing. serving you nothing. You and your terrible YouTube crochet install can go the fuck across the party and get out of my face because you're not getting shit. But anyway, this is not about her. So these two white girls come up to the table and they're like, mind you, we have a sign that says break. We got a sign for everything. So we got a sign that says break. She goes up to Antoinette. Um, when are you guys going to serve food? Antoinette's like, we just went on a break. We are going to eat. And we will probably start in about half an hour. Ten minutes later, she asks again, we've been standing here waiting. I used to work here and I, you know, I just, when are you guys going to start serving food? And Tunette's like, I told you we are on a break right now. Oh, Lord, I see where this is and going. It was going to be half an hour. So Santana enters the picture because she's on that end of the table. So she's like, we're on a break. We're going to make sure everybody here eats. Don't come to the table with that entitlement. Okay. I don't care if you used to work for the establishment. That's not how this works. We work for ourselves. This is a party from 2 p.m. to 10 p.m. If we want to take an hour long break, that's what we're going to do. Okay. When we say we're off the break, that's when we start selling food again. We are not obligated to do anything. And that's not bad service. That's what it is. You got to respect it. So. 
the girls start pulls her phone out and starts filming us. Now we're taking our break. All the girls are eating. I made their nachos. I'm down at the end taking in my form of nourishment on my break. She starts filming me like I see her hold the camera up to me or hold the phone up, but I don't know what's going on. So I just blow smoking her over that, in that direction. I'm like, I don't know what you filming, but there you go, bitch. So I don't know what's happening. And the reason I don't know what's happening is because Santana and Antoinette made very clear that I did not know what was going on. <laughs> but I could they couldn't hide it any longer because I looked down and Santana is flinging a towel at these girls like two cats. She's <laughs> <Is she laughs> them away. Cursing them in Spanish. Oh yes. She's God. like, get out of here. I already told you don't come over here with no bullshit and no entitlement. So now I'm not gonna serve you anything. Go, go eat somewhere else. Take your asses on. <laughs> She's like, Pendeja, bye, go. So so the girls, so the black people around start cheering. They start <laughs> clapping. And oh I see them scurry like two rats down the stairs out of the party. And I, that, you know, I, at this point, I'm, I'm, I know what's going on. So I'm like, well, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> Don't come back over here. So my petty peeve is for um, others who come into our spaces, we don't have much, okay? And I'm, I know I'm not trying to make this no struggle conversation, but we don't really have a lot of spaces that are ours without you all coming and infiltrating them, whether they be neighborhoods or bars or parties or churches or whatever. Nobody's telling you that you can't come. If you appreciate and respect the culture, and you want to come be a part, we are not going to turn you away because that's not who we are as a people. But what we will not tolerate is you coming into these spaces that we have formed for ourselves being disrespectful and entitled. And that's when you're going to get told about yourself. So that's my petty peeve. And I would just like to say, if I end up anywhere on this bitch's social media and it comes to my attention if i see you in the street i already said it once and i'm saying it again so that you know that i'm serious i think i said it on Jaden xd and i know i said it on twitter i will walk you like a dog by your fucking oh, ponytail boy. okay do you hear me if i see you on my social media and you do anything to try to tarnish anything about me and you won't you won't tarnish anything about me. Know that I will tarnish you physically. I will walk you like a dog. I have one more petty peeve, but it's very short. I'm very okay. irritated that it's almost June and my coconut oil is coagulated. It should not be solid. This is ridiculous. <laughs> Global warming is real. Oh, wait. And um, <laughs> well, I just think, I mean, to, to further, I mean, this... I just think that's fascinating because it's been 95 degrees in, in the DMV for yeah, the last You guys week. are four hours away. This makes no sense. It makes no sense. And we have just got to keep our lamps trimmed and burning because Jesus is coming back. Absolutely. Because okay? like, lied. is coming back. Trumpito just, said there's no global warming, but woo, nigga, we're wearing coats in June. So like, I mean, honestly, what you, what you talking about? Meanwhile, Nothing. back here, everyone's <laughs> lace fronts are peeling back because of perforation. <laughs> and I just cannot. Them little crunchy, just, crinkly edges. <laughs> I'm so grateful to have just be bald headed in this season because I cannot. Oh, that's right. Hello. I'm feeling bad. I feel bad for the for the girls. 
The got to be glued. The got to be glue is just not holding up, okay? Got to be glued. It's got to be glued. <laughs> well, that is another episode of Getting Grown. A very Ooh, long Congrats one. if you made it to the end, child. <laughs> yes. We know that we are terrible. Like, give yourselves a round of applause, okay? If you made it to the end of the episode, tweet Kia pictures. <laughs> oh, my God. Of, let me see, I've already. Iyanla Vincent's boots. <laughs> oh my God. Why would you say that? Because I'm if I get yes. oh or just pictures of Iyanla Vincent. <laughs> I'm just gonna beat my eggs. <laughs> you are just you are a part of the problem. All right, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for listening. Please continue to do so. We appreciate everyone who continues to support this little raggedy piece of show. Um, thank you for your patience this holiday weekend. I was in distress when I came home without my luggage. So y'all gave me some extra days to get my life together. But I can assure you that we are going to get back on schedule. Oh, but yeah. we, you know, we we just your late aunties that always come to the graduation just right after it right starts. Right in time to give you the flowers. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> We we are doing the best we can. We're trying to navigate life out here. And, you know, we were doing so well. We just got to get back on track. That's it. We will. We will. But, yes, nothing. in the meantime. All right. In the meantime, in between time, be sure that you are moisturizing your skin, hyd- drinking your water, hydrating as always, and minding your business, Wasis. Because your black will crack and your lace fronts will peel back. Bye. Bye. <laughs>Have you ever wondered what the stars have to say about your favorite artists and writers? Listen to Stars and Stars with Issa, where I, your host and astrologer, Issa Nakazawa, read and interpret astrological birth charts of luminaries like W. Kamau Bell, Gia Tolentino, and so many more. You'll discover how astrology can unlock fascinating insights about these stars. And who knows, maybe you'll learn a little bit more about yourself. Listen to Stars and Stars with Issa wherever you get your podcasts.